When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hello, Anna. Hello, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. Welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, things you write in and tell us about that are spooky. Things you heard, things you know, things you thought, and things you hope to think. <laughs> and that's Things a you hope to think. <laughs> wow. That's, that's your bathroom self-help book. Yes. Yeah. Things you hope to think. That's affirmations. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, well, oh, sorry. No. Oh. Don't ever apologize. Don't you love the rapport that we've established? We're so... Like you are absolutely hooked on our vibe. Um, today's a Wednesday. It is There's fully a Wednesday. Absolutely no arguments to be made about the fact that it's Wednesday. Contrary to popular belief. And um, it is my turn. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm scared. For an urban legislature. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm Why? Scared. You were saying this. I'm scared. There's pre- You feel there's pressure with this one? I feel there's pressure with this one. I feel okay. there's pressure with urban legislators in general. Um, I just want to do a good job. Um, and it feels like giving a book report, which is stressful. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure because there's so many other really great podcasts, true crime podcasts, spooky podcasts, where it's like, we're, we're, it is very much, um, well thought out and fully researched. And Anne and I are, again, the ethos of the podcast is more, um, your friend at a party in the kitchen saying a thing that they think they heard and then urging you to Google something. That's sort of what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's us. (laughs) So that we can provide. Yeah. So we're here, we're here with our producer, Anna. Yeah. Hi, Anna, who's currently holding Ladybird. She's tired and she just spilled. So she's feeling a little um, <laughs> feeling a little defeated. Me or Lady Bird? You. <laughs> both. You, you both. Ladybird spills every day. Um, Ladybird is absolutely trembling on Anna's lap. And oh. it's, it's really nice. She's like she feels she's good. Yeah. She feels good despite all outward appearances. Um, <laughs> and uh, so today I've chosen to go into the deep well of listener submitted <gasps> scary stories. Oh, thank God. Um, this one is from Instagram user at Starsmith. Are we still saying at before handles? I don't leave the house. Just in case grandparents get confused. Okay. Well, this is Starsmith. A very fetching um, photo, uh, very photogenic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sent us a thing. And oh, see, I'm nervous. Don't I'm, be. Like, scared. You're doing just fine. Listeners, I'm scared. Um, okay. So this is great. So thank you, Star. Um, Star says, you guys, someone on Twitter shared a horrifying spooky story. Here's the link. It's a thread, and holy shit, so scary. Um, So the thread is from at Grady underscore Hendrix. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and I'm going to read it now. And Grady Hendrix is an author mm-hmm. of some horror books. Horror. Horror books. He's a Twitter whore. He's a Twitter whore. And um, his uh, website is gradyhendrix.com. And yeah. that's just, I'm the using fo- The his, foresight. I'm using his stuff. So that's simply giving you access to yeah. his content. He's really good. Check him out. He's really good. Okay, great. This is a Twitter thread, and I'm going to read it. Everyone's telling, this is from October 29th, 2019. So it's, ha- it's Halloween. We know spookies and seasonal, but it's from then. Yep. Everyone's telling scary stories for Halloween. So I'll talk about something that happened to me when I was a kid because, hey, trauma never gets old. Hashtag scary stories. Wait, I think Grady, I don't know Grady's gender at all. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. When I turned nine, I realized I could sneak downstairs after everyone was asleep and eat anything I wanted in the fridge. No one ever noticed. <laughs> this is a dream to me. Love that. Did you have permission or feel you had access to the fridge? At- um, I think with so many older brothers, there was sort of a tacit understanding where there were certain things that were on limits and certain things that were off limits. On limits. Yeah, that's on limits. Great. I've never heard that. <laughs> I don't know that that's real. I think it's the hey, first time I've ever said that. You see my daughter? She's on limits. <laughs> that one? No. You got to go through me for that one. This one? Have at it. On limits. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I like... I, I... I don't. I don't know that I would have felt like I could do this. Mm-hmm. But now, when I go to my parents' house, if there's cold cuts in the house, they're just gone. Oh, that's they're what it's gone. For. Yeah, they're for me. I will save some for my dad because I feel some guilt because I know one day he'll be dead, and I don't want him to not have the cold cuts. I just feel so guilty whenever there's like four pieces of turkey left. I'm like, I. I, I don't want to grieve him and this. My version of that is sometimes when I drop a piece of ice in my parents' house and then it like zooms off in another direction, I'm like, I got to find it because I can't risk one of them slipping on that piece of ice. <gasps> oh my God, Andrew, <laughs> or the puddle that it creates. I know. The perfect crime. The perfect crime. Yeah. Lady Bird is crying. Um, she doesn't hi. like that. She doesn't like that thought of mortality. She didn't want to poop when it was poop time and now she's, <laughs> she doesn't have to poop. It's fine. Everyone calm down. <laughs> Everyone calm the fuck down. Okay, okay so when he was a kid, he'd go in his fridge. Or w- when they were a kid, they would go in the fridge. Yeah. I could make a peanut butter, cheese whiz, and mayo sandwich, Ooh. eat leftover pizza, scrape off the icing from birthday cakes. As long as I was careful, I could do anything. Wow. Wow. I was not an enterprising child. I like no. wouldn't, I wouldn't go for it in that way. No, no, no. Too much risk. I would definitely take some like Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah. A snack food. Something that's hard to quantify where you can't see from the outside how much is left. My mom would, around Thanksgiving, make a decoy version of certain dishes. What? Knowing that people would kind of, like a make-ahead dish. Like she used to make this thing called Seven Layer Salad that we all just love. What is in it? still love. It is, it's a very much a Midwest salad um, where it starts with like a layer of like a mix of romaine and iceberg. And then it's like... Peas, cheese, uh, chopped like peppers, um, bacon, and then there's like a dressing. 
It's delicious. You got me back with the bacon. Yeah, it really For is. For a second, I had a stomachache and a headache. Jo Beth will not lead you astray. It's very tasty. She's just a genius. That's the kind of womanhood that's really dying out, I have to say. My mom would, if if society fell and there were no more rules, I think my mom would really thrive. Because whenever the power <laughs> would go out, um, when hurricanes would happen, she'd be like, okay. She's like, I got to figure out how we're going to make this work. And she'd like make a fire and do all that. She's so great. when stuff hits the fan, go to lower ground. <laughs> Joe Beth, Joe Beth. She'll take care of you. Oh, my God. A decoy make-ahead dish. My God. <laughs> Creeping down was the hardest part. I had to navigate the pitch dark house all the way downstairs in total darkness like a tiny ninja. Oh, oh I did mean to say that I'm not going to say which movie is this because it is a reveal, but there is an Oscar movie about people. Um, no, ignore me. Take okay, this out. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I suck. I fucking suck. No, you don't. One night in May, 81. We ordered from Fish and Shrimp House. <laughs> fish and shrimp. shrimp House. Wow. I like to think that that's where the fish and shrimp live. I like having to say shrimp for fear that people will not understand that uh, shrimp are also considered fish in a way. You also can't just say fish house. <laughs> <laughs> and shrimp house sounds bad too. Sorry. This is just a dormitory for girls. <laughs> Get out of here, coppers. They're having friends over. Oh, no. It's a, it's called, it's a fish house. <laughs> they want to be fisher with ladies. Okay. Why are they fancy? Cause it's Thursday. <laughs> we ordered from fish and shrimp house. I waited until everyone was asleep and crept downstairs to eat the leftover sweet and sour pork. Oh, so it's a Chinese place. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Left turn. It took forever. I finally stepped into the totally dark den and let down my guard. All of a sudden I heard a fork click on the counter. I froze. The microwave clock light showed the outline of a man sitting at our kitchen counter. He couldn't see me, but I saw him. A skinny guy eating our leftovers and drinking our milk from the carton. Oh my God. I can't explain how terrifying it is for someone to, all caps, be in your house. I slowly backed away, crept upstairs, and woke up my mom and dad, which credit to Grady for waking up mom and wow, dad. Wow, yeah. I think I would have just assumed I was complicit mm-hmm. and then just gone to bed. <laughs> never spoken about this with anyone. No, just I would never drank have, milk again. I'm pretty sure I would have been unhelpful to my parents in this instance. Oh my god. Um, they made way too much noise and took way too long. And by the time they got downstairs, the kitchen was empty. Oh. Everyone said I read too many horror comics, so they horror comics. Horror. So they blew off what I said. But no way was I pouring milk on my cereal. Okay, so the guy yeah, was, yeah. Oh, that's that's like rule number one. Children don't don't follow rules about cereal when adults aren't present. <laughs> oh, this is very scary. I'm scared. I started tracking the position of everything in the kitchen. One day, the paper napkin holder was on the wrong side of the counter. <gasps> that's so scary. Oh, no. Oh. Uh. Another day, a mug was in the sink that was not there the night before. Oh, he's getting bolder. He's getting bolder. My bedroom door didn't lock, so I kept a steak knife under my pillow. (gasps) I must have stabbed myself in the hand a thousand times, checking to make sure it was there. Oh, my God. Then in August, I was in my room reading when I looked up. There's an AC vent over my bed. (gasps) Behind the vent, a pair of eyes were watching me. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I freaked and raised hell until my parents searched our attic and the crawl space under our house. Nothing. 
I wasn't very popular for a few weeks. What the fuck? This is uh, uh, it really is hitting me now that they've continued that this person continued to live in their house after knowing that someone is eating their food over a long period of time. That's wild to me. Nine is the perfect age to know that something's wrong. Right. But then kind of still go with it if you feel like you have to. Wow. Oh. Like a 15 year old would be more of a participant in the household in right. terms of like, no, this is and psycho. A, and a younger child would be inconsolably terrified. Yeah. Yeah. That kid would be put on medication because that's America. Welcome to 2008. Yeah. Pro, 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 pro. Prop. Prop. Prop eight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That was our improv team's warm up for a while. Yeah. Prop eight. Prop eight. Remember when nothing mattered and everything was fine? Everything was funny. Okay, great. The last week of August, our house started to smell. One night, rice fell out of the vent over my bed. Oh, God. They were eating and watching. <gasps> Andrew, it's so much worse than that. No. Because the rice was not rice. No. New sentence, maggots. God damn it. Andrew has his face in his hands. I can't believe this. (laughs) Grady, I'm so sorry this happened. (laughs) Man maggots. Mm. Um, The AC people said something had probably crawled into our vents and died. You know what? This is the perils of central air because I grew up in a wall unit household. <laughs> no one, no one was in there except birds, <laughs> and that was a tacit understanding between us and the birds. No one was in there except birds. Well, <laughs> <That was> it. <laughs> birds benefited. We were fine, probably. Oh God, we where, breathed in their mites. They oh, lived there. Where are the maggots from? Turns out, what had crawled into our vents and died was the guy. <sighs> I can't. I, I don't. I, I feel like I have to leave. Andrew, I've I never seen go. him like this. This is really, He's really shaking. I grew up in a central air conditioning no, house and now I live in a central air conditioning apartment. No, Andrew. Okay, sorry. Keep going. I'm Andrew, sorry. I'm so sorry. It's uh, Chris's home tonight. It's his birthday. Yeah, it's he his birthday. He has to be home because it's his birthday. Legally, you fine. have to be home on your birthday. Okay. <laughs> we lived in an old house with lots of space between the walls and big ducts. Mm. He'd been living in them since May. At least. Jesus. He'd put a foam pad beside my bedroom vent so he'd be comfortable while he watched me. Uh, the police said he'd made lots of quote unquote drawings. No. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. You've never I've, seen me like this. I've never seen Andrew be what the kids call sent. <laughs> Andrew. This I'm is like sending flushed. Andrew. This is I, yeah. sending Andrew. It, it's because I can't. I can't. Uh, sorry. You look constitutionally offended. I. It is so deeply shocking to me. You look like someone who doesn't believe in something seeing the thing. Yeah. I, that's how I feel. I didn't think this could really happen. The police said he'd made lots of drawings. But when I asked, they pretended they hadn't said anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, it, I just it's assume actually better not to see the drawings. I just assume Grady slept like just with a t-shirt and then just genitals out and like in a low bridge. <laughs> That's just what I'm picturing. The like, oh god, oh drawings. That sucks. On what? On what? On the wall, I assume. Oh no. On paper, newspaper. How would you ever? How Family is, Circle magazine. How can Grady function today? I don't know. 
I don't know. Grady had to be a horror writer. Horror. Horror writer. (laughs) Writer horror. Writer of horror. That is how I feel. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Um, yeah, I do think this was the day that Grady became a horror. Right. Oh, wow. Um, no one ever identified him. He was buried as John Doe. Mm. To this day, I can't look inside the vents in houses. Jesus, of course. But sometimes when I'm at someone's house, I'll smell a little B.O. coming from their central air conditioning. Uh. And I'll wonder who's living back there in their ducts. Who's living in the dark? I am not the same. This episode marks an important turning point in my life. I'm not the same after this. I'm so sorry. No, I can't believe that. I can't believe he died. Oh, boy. It's really good. That really does scare me. Um, and that's And that's the story. Wow. That Man. is... That is the most... That is one of the most, um, like, nuanced, disturbing things. Like... For a thing that does not involve like a murder or any sort of abuse, like or you know direct abuse, like yeah, that's the scary. I don't know. Does that even term direct abuse? You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, I is... also what was going on with those parents? I don't know, and it feels like some eighties bullshit. Yeah, that or might... like ninety. Like parenting is different now. Like the the. Two like high achieving millennial parents of like one like IVF produced a very sorely wanted only child. Like everything that kid says is going to hold some kind of water. (laughs) I feel like our parents got married young enough that they didn't really have to try that hard to get pregnant. (laughs) Like what we said just mattered less. (laughs) One time this was was, this was a very vindicating moment for me Uh, in our house in Florida. Our family room is uh, a two floor room that has like a loft above it and a a, a wood roof that like is really lovely to hear rain fall on but you can hear when like a bird lands on the roof or anything it's like very um you feel very present and uh one night there was a thunderstorm happening and during a kind of lull in the thunderstorm we heard a very strange sound in the tree outside like on the wall outside of um the family room and we told our parents and they were sort of like, oh, it's the storm, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a call from a neighbor who's like, hey, we just saw a giant no, no, no. cat. Oh. Like they were like, it's like a panther. <laughs> oh. Jump from our yard into your yard. Oh. It's it's very much like a wild animal. It's in oh, your yard. God. Um, don't go outside. Don't go outside. So instantly we're all like plastered up against the windows with a flashlight looking around, looking around. <gasps> then on no, the roof, no. we hear like, woof, boom, 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 no, woof. no. 
and a, like a huge clattering in the trees. No. And then we we searched forever. We couldn't we couldn't see it. But then the next day, we looked outside, and in the big kind of gumbo limbo tree outside of our uh, home, were like claw marks in it. And I don't know what it was. This happened just after the whole swamp across from our development got knocked down. Oh. And the odds of it being a Florida panther, I feel like, are so small because they're very endangered. Is there a more common big cat, though, like that's a we, mountain lion? That's what we were looking up. Like, we were trying to look up, of like, a lynx or something bob like that. Maybe cat. a bobcat. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't really know that those are very present in South Florida. But then we just spent a long time being like, where did it go? What was this huge cat? Um, that always oh scared me. God. But it was nice. It was nice to, like, hear a thing, have your parents be like, I don't know, and then have that thing happen. And have that thing happen. And also, God loves a neighbor. God loves a neighbor. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever... I'm sure I was telling my parents the house was haunted all the time. One time I fully made up that I saw a ghost face in the computer screen. (gasps) And my mom said, oh, that must have been scary. And I was like, no, it wasn't like a screensaver. It was like real. Like I saw it in the reflection (laughs) of the computer screen. She was like, okay. Oh, that's such a good mom reaction. She's like, basically, the vibe was like, I thought I was smart enough to be able to make anyone think anything that I said was true. I didn't lie a ton, but I would be offended when people wouldn't believe it. And what I didn't know is that my mom made me with her body and has known me my whole life. Yeah. And she knows when I'm lying. Yeah. And she also doesn't care if the house is haunted. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's true. Irene does not care. Irene saw a ghost in her house right, growing up. Right. Yeah. And, and it is it, like... Major props to Irene for being so, like, unflappable. She's got other things to worry about. She's literally got other things to worry about. She's running marathons. Um, she uh, is having foot surgery oh, this coming week. Wow. Bunyan. Best wishes. Which is good. Yes. I got her a book uh, that was recommended as, like, a recovery gift for people after surgery that is, like, a meditation before surgery book. Wow. And I got I just, like, leafed through it, and it's so not a something that she would shut out. <laughs> I think she like she can like kind of get into the idea of like meditation yes. a little bit. Yeah. But I what the one part I opened to it said uh that there's an anesthesiologist who leans over her patients and says, You won't bleed a lot. <laughs> oh. And like then the patients bleed less like after wow. surgery or something. Like if you have that positive thought. Wow. Because the doctor was like, oh this one's gonna bleed a lot and she leaned down and said, You won't bleed a lot. Anesthesiologist they they carry such great power. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I've told you about the time that I f- I faked a ghost in my house, right? Maybe it was just unnecessary. Can you remind? I I went down in the basement. I was sure I would. Uh, there, someone had died in our house. We lived in a Victorian oh. house in New Hampshire. Someone had died. If I remember correctly, it involved falling downstairs at some point into, into the basement because there was a reason why we all thought the basement was haunted. Dying suddenly. I know. Yeah. Um, in an old New Hampshire house and I went down there with a camera I waited like a long time I was like I'll take a picture of a ghost and I waited like two hours I was like I can't keep doing this I was seven years old and so I got some talcum powder from the uh, bathroom and I I like squirted it in the air and I took a picture of it and it looked like a white cloud emerging from a closet oh Andrew so enterprising yeah and I got the pictures and I, I knew I was like this is more for me having fun with my friends being like, I took a picture of a ghost. I didn't like try to push it farther beyond that because I think I showed it to my mom and she was like, wow, that must be a ghost or maybe some powder. 
And I was like, oh. She said that? Yeah. Yeah, she got it. Joe, Beth, and Irene, you can't fool. You really can't. I've thought about this a lot. I'm sure I've mentioned this as well, that one time I got a D on a math quiz, and um, I had to have it signed. Uh Uh-huh. And... Uh, I knew that I was going to get my math grade up. I was like, I don't want to cause, I don't want to cause my parents stress. That's how I justified it to myself. So I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I forged my dad's signature and I put it back in my backpack. And the next morning I thought I was playing it totally cool. Um, right before I left, my mom was like, is there something, is there something you want to tell us? Is there something that happened? And I was like, what? And she was like, uh, something is up and you're not saying. And I was like, oh yeah, I forged this. And yeah, I have no idea. She just knew based on your behavior? I know. I thought or it was she like, knew, totally like, cool. Could she maybe hear you tiptoeing around? I don't think so. I, I, we've never really. I've I've asked her about it, and unless she is just kind of keeping the parental mystique present, she has not said that. Like, because where is their room in the house? I on know. the total opposite side of the house. In a oh, way that one right. time I screamed as loud as I could to see if they could hear me, and they could not. <laughs> and that boy, oh boy, oh, that's why I slept with the light on for much of my American childhood. Dream. <laughs> That's why you need that wolf whistle. We didn't have like a massive house. It was just um, a long house. And also yeah. I think designed by the people who built it. Big flat. Yeah, Florida big, house, big, big flat. flat. House. Yeah. No basement. No basement. You got to have a big flat house. Big flat. Um, this story is, I really think, one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. It's so, like, there's a whole thing about people living in walls yeah. that I didn't really know about until a couple years ago. Kristen Bartlett and I shared right. an office for... Our first year at SNL, oh. and she had a very funny um, sketch that never went about uh, someone Airbnb being their house and like meeting the people and meeting them, checking them in. Like, okay, great, and then they like open a vent and crawl in, and the person's like, <laughs> "Wait, what are you?" And she's like, "Yeah, we live in the walls. Like, you get the negative space created by the walls. We, there's nothing. It doesn't say in the walls. That's where Violet we live." It is so funny. She's very good. Wow. And like that is the first time that I learned about the concept of living in walls. Yeah, there are a bunch of those stories and I have heard those stories and they are creepy on an existential level because you don't like the idea that you're being watched um, and you don't like the idea that your private space is occupied by someone who you have not given entry to. This is the first one where someone has died and also where drawings are involved and where maggots are involved and where staring is involved. Drawings and maggots and staring all together. Mm -mm. For me, you got to pick one. You get one. And also, like, sitting at the counter eating the food. That's, that is, uh, I mean, thank, well, thank goodness nothing bad happened because the degree of brazenness that this person had is, Lord only knows what they're capable of. I know. Also, like, most people I feel like living in the walls are just trying to have shelter and, like, don't give a shit about the people and, like, aren't mentally unstable in a way that's, like, geared towards, like, I'm living here because I'm fucked up. Right. Um, it's just like I need a no drama place to be. Um, I know my instant, my like instant instinct with these things is to be like, well, let's consider it from their point of view. And I am sitting here trying and I can't. I think it's mostly drinking milk. That's the first one. Drinking milk with your lips on the. But I guess using the glass is more of a it's louder. The carton doesn't make a noise when you put it down each time. That's true. I feel like could you at least pour it? In I your bet they're mouth? pouring it. Maybe you don't. Maybe need they're milk. pouring it. But then they had a mug. They did have a mug. You Maybe know? they traded themselves to a mug. <laughs> I birthday. guess they had a bowl of cereal. I'm sad to hear that that person died. I'm for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is 
maybe if you feel like the time is nigh and you are living in the wall of someone's house, maybe just say like, hey, could you take me to a hospital? Because what's the, what's there to lose at that point? Guys, can I get an Uber? Just an Uber to the hospital. All I need is an Uber. Oh, it's 1987? I'll die then. <laughs> Uber saves lives. <laughs> Yeah, that really that really scares me. One time in our building, um, you know, we have this like Facebook group where people can post stuff that's going on in the building or, you know, when they're giving away things. And one time someone just posted like, hey, heads up, there's a man walking around uh, the building who's knocking on people's doors and asking to be let in. And I was like, oh, that's hard. It's hard. That's very hard. It's hard to know. I mean, it's not hard to know that like you need to that you that can't. Happen, you can't let that happen. No. You know? I know. Um, that's the thing. But that's also just like, like the degree of desperation that that leads to is such a big bummer. And oh gosh, there are a lot of problems that we can't solve in this podcast. But I know. Um, but we understand that a lot of the the people who dwell in walls, it is because of um, capitalism and problems in our country yeah. and how things work. As a direct uh, result of the comforts that we enjoy. Right. Um, but also you can't, but you can't have, you can't have people live in your walls. You can't. You can't live. You can't. Yeah. You simply I mean, can't. unless you say they can. Um, there is a legendary story that I've been debating whether or not we should tell <gasps> on the podcast. I think we might save it for another time. Yeah. That was told to us by our friend. Oh, my God. You know, the one with the picture. Mm-hmm. The story is called The Picture. Yep. I don't know how to talk about it. We will talk about we it. We will talk time. about it. We just have to figure out our... Do we talk to the person who it happened to? Because it's the craziest story and it has connected into a perfect loop where like the people Mm. that I've told it, then like it went uh, like a game, not game of telephone, like it stayed the same, but like a person way down the line of my chain of lineage told someone else (gasps) in LA and that person said, I've heard that story from somebody else. Whoa. Oh, that's funny. And there's a real photograph from it. So like this is based in fact. Right. That I love that. Ah, that is nice. It's it's heartening to me that um, folklore can still exist in that way that can be yeah. tied to something real that happened. Yeah. Um, so I would go out on a limb to say that this is sort of a new contagious nightmare story. Yeah. That this is going to be a bit of a tentpole. We I just have that. to think of how to how to tell it. Oh, that's really it. exciting. I There are a bunch of – we – Anne and I have not yet um, dipped into many of our own personal scary stories. Yeah. Which I also feel like is a, is maybe something we do at a live show, something special. Maybe something special. Um, but also probably something we'll tap into in this show as well. We will. We're but, both camp counselors. Lord. Exactly. But sharing those scary stories, which is why we so appreciate when you guys do, is like a degree of like it's a, it's letting people in. It's a it's a degree of intimacy that we really appreciate. Um, love it. Yeah, we love it. And also, if you want to send something anonymously, we totally get that, too. We do not have to say your Let handle. us know how to credit you. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you send us a story and you're also like. Um, a horror writer. I know the horror writer. Uh, horror writer. I know um, the person who submitted the story about uh, the 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 owl witch. La, La Lechuza. Yeah. Uh, also writes horror, and so it's like if if that's kind of your world too, let us know. We'd love to give as many folks uh, a helping hand yeah. as possible. Because maybe we'll do like an art exhibit of 
listener I love short that. stories. I love that. I love that. Um, so yeah, you can send them to them. You can send your stories to us. Send at, them to them. Send them to them. Send your story to <laughs> send your stories to us at scarystorypod at gmail.com. You, you can, can also, also follow us. You can follow us or message us on Twitter, Instagram at scarystory underscore pod or Always possible. Write it real big on a bed sheet. Put mm-hmm. it on a clothing line and just hope. Yeah. You, you might live near us. One of our drones will pass by. <laughs> We've really invested a lot in those drones. We have a fleet of drones and at some point they're going to start earning money. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And uh, it just is such a pleasure as always. Andrew, this was fine. Um <laughs> This is where, like, oh. if, if there's ever um, a Reddit thread about the show in, like, 10 years, we're like, where can we track where things went wrong between Anna and Andrew? Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I we're live fine. for a Reddit thread. We're so fine. We're Everything's fans. good. Uh, and we think you guys are the best. Thank we you so much. We love our fans. We do. We love much our fans. Much like BTS, we love our fans. <laughs> Uh, the other thing we love, which we do ask you to do every episode, we're going to ask you another time. Sorry, hate to ask, love to ask. Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.